Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakiri, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of February 24th, 2023. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Ginky. Oh, Ginkies indeed. How'd you guys been and what you've been listening to as of late? It's been busy couple weeks, but a full playlist as I discovered I had to get a new car. And the cool thing is this car hooks up to my phone, which through Bluetooth, and so it just plays music and I can do it hands-free now. I do miss having a CD player, though. That's the only thing that kills me. So all the CDs I have, I have to listen to at home. But I love so that it doesn't it's... have uh, Android CardPlay or whatever. <laughs> it, yeah, it has it has uh, Apple AutoPlay. So it actually hooks straight up to my um, cell phone, and then it hooks right up to Apple. So all my playlists I create, I just I add a lot of new random music on there, and it, I just let it play. So I feel like it's been a good way to discover new things. So it's got me to like driving a little, you know, so now I kind of like driving around. I just really do miss having a CD player in that sense. But with that, I listened to, (laughs) thanks to Ken, I discovered a new artist that I got very obsessed with. And this artist got added to like all my playlists that I have going right now. And it is, her name's Ayane. And her song, Karapol, is absolutely amazing. Mm. And Ken, thank you for introducing her because I went and listened to everything she has out. And she doesn't have much out. I'm honestly looking for... I mean, she has a lot of digital singles, but I'm looking forward to when she gets an album out because, man, she is great. Her song, First Snow, is really cute. I enjoyed Bye Bye, Aido... Here I am. And just the variety of her music, listening to some of her early stuff, to Karapo. I mean, it has been a great ride. And she has a smooth voice, great vocal, just like her vocals. And I really like the style of her music. So that's been one of the artists Ken got me hooked to. And then the other one you got me hooked to, Ken. Thank you. Ooh. And he just dropped a new single. It is Vilshana. And I started listening to him because you recommended me the song Good Girl. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, Good Girl. And then from Good Girl, I actually really liked his song Waikiki featuring Ayumu Imazu. That was that was really good. Mm. And I just noticed he dropped a new uh, single called Speak Up, so I'm going to have to check that out. But I'm liking him a lot, too. I and he's a looks like a newer artist. He doesn't have any albums out yet, but so far, I mean, he's been great too. So those are just some of the, those are two of the new ones I discovered. And then T Ace actually dropped a new single that I ended up really liking, but he's doing it with all these different girls. So I had I can never remember which is my favorite girl that he did the song with because he's switching. To- <laughs> There's like five different versions of it. Uh, but, I mean, he's a little more modern, so I feel like for <laughs> most people, T-Ace is going to be, you either love him or hate him. It's, 
I'm trying to even think of... I know Ken, you know who he is. He does a lot of so- stuff with, like, cream. Yeah. And stacks and that. So, I mean, and he's been around for forever and a freaking day. But he's an artist that you're just kind of, like, hit or miss on. But the English translation is with someone tonight, and I never can remember which is my favorite version. I'm gonna be honest there. Because, I mean, all of them, I do like the different ones because it switches off. Um, so that was on my list. Also went back, I've also still been listening to Ayumi's Remember You. Her, because I, I mean, I love Ayumi and I think it's a fantastic album. And that's really been heavily on my playlist, not just because it's new, but... I mean, I got back into my IU streak again. And, I mean, so far, it's just, it's been mm. a, I don't know, I just like listening to her different styles, because each album, she changed it up. And I feel like with IU, you can go into her Misunderstood album, and then go a couple years later into Next Level, completely different styles. And I feel like Remember You also kind of took me back with just the different track listings. And 23rd Monster is still one of my favorite tracks on there. And I had forgotten that came out a couple years ago as a digital single. And then re-listening to it again, I'm just like, I forgot how good this is. And Nonfiction is great. And I mean, just as a whole, I think she did a good job as like a comeback album, it felt like to me. And it definitely made more of an impact on me than Made in Japan. I enjoyed that album, but it just didn't hit. Like some of her last ones, like A1 didn't hit as well either. So I feel like Remember You just felt like a good, uh, how do you say this? A good way to go back to her form. And it was just very standout. So I feel like that long break she took was well needed and very much worth it. And then I went back to some Kodakumi as well. Her Double Face album, Taboo, just a random mix there, just because I really like Koda. And then Crystal K actually has a couple of new tracks out, which made me really happy. So she's been releasing several digital tracks. And Start Again is an absolutely amazing ballad. I highly recommend it. How You Feel and Spark are her two newest ones. I have not listened to Spark yet. But How You Feel is also great, and I'm looking forward to seeing what else Crystal K is going to drop in the next couple weeks. I'm waiting for that digital album to come out because this is what it's going to lead up to. So I'm very excited for that, and because of that, I started going back to through some of my favorite Crystal K songs, just from her early ones, such as Hard to Say, Eternal Memories... Can't be stopped, and then even some of and some of her newer ones because I actually really liked her Shining album. I love the track Nandomo and Vivid. Her Vivid album is so 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 good. And then I was listening to Superfly, but I was mainly listening to their song 1969 because it is just so much fun. It just has this summery sweet vibe and maybe more spring vibe. And it just makes you feel really good with the melody, Shiho's voice, 
And I just keep going back to their song 1969. It just has some fun and a happy feel. And it's on their Superfly album from 08. And it is just such a divine track. And I always recommend it. And then after I listened to that, I listened to Iwo Komate Hanatabawo. Just because I, I think that is a beautiful, beautiful track. And after that, it's really just my random mix of music. I got some new stuff like Tanaka Alice. Ana Takeuchi just dropped her new EP, which I added in. Got some Aisha on there. Got some Bandmade. I went in a whole metal streak, so I started listening to Bandmade again, even though they're more hard rock. And I also went back to Bright Ear and listened to their newest album that I did not listen to before. So it's been... um. It's been a random week, so just a lot of good stuff. What about you, Gray? What have you been listening to? Yeah, so uh, I've been listening to um, really, it's a lot of generation stuff I've, I've been listening to, uh, or Exile Trump's, uh stuff to be fair. I have been listening to St- the Stars EP by J Soul Brothers, or Sanda May J Soul Brothers, which is really good, really good. I uh, can turn me on to that one. No, I've been really enjoying that. I've been also enjoying Drop Dead, which is the Ballistic Boys' latest single. It's more of pop and lock, you know, kind of like how they, they started in, in a way. But I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a Ballistic Boys fan or whatnot. I, I actually like this. I, I don't know why. But it features uh, Trinity, uh, and it's a lot of fun. It just dropped. Generations uh, from Exile Drive has pre-dropped their their next album, X. You can only play Wonderlust on it, but you know you can go ahead and pre-add it if you're an Apple Music subscriber. But one, one of the other things I've been listening to, kind of going back to Ballistic Boys, is I finally checked out their Pass the Mic album, and that one was really good. I I'm curious if all of the ballist, if all of the juniors exile tribes did way to the glory, because way to the glory was on the the up and down album for generations as well. So I I'm curious if you know there's a version of way to the glory for all all four of them. So that was definitely interesting. But I I've been list actually I listened to pass the mic earlier today. Uh, it's just it's a fun album and I'm enjoying it quite a lot. I'm going to have to check them out because I, I've never heard of this group. It might be a person. I don't know. The song is called Matane by uh, the Hum Breeders. Mm. Uh, and I really liked it. I thought that was pretty good. I found the new releases on the J-pop tab of Apple Music. And I found a couple that I really liked, uh, including uh, Sugar by uh, Kento Ito. I thought that was pretty good too, which is on his Hanabi uh, EP. So that that was a lot of fun, and I've also been going back and listening to Sleeping Beauty. I have not been listening to Hunter. I I thought I would listen to it more than what I did, but I, I have not been listening to it. So Little League. Uh, we'll, By the we'll way, if, if I, I I saved you the 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 lovely embarrassment of it, but. If you just look up Way to the Glory, you would find out that all of them have done a version of that song. I, I, I had a suspicion they had once and I it saw it. Yeah. And it also says the Ballistic Boy version or Generation yes. version or the Rampage version. So all of them have done it. And it's because it's their junior song. 
So before they oh, got okay. separated into groups, they were um, into the ex- junior exile groups, and that was their major song that they usually did. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I had a feeling that, that there was one for each of them. Just I hadn't taken the time to look, but uh, also to be fair, it was something I noticed like last week. Not not last week, earlier this week. It was like a day or two ago. I was like, oh, hey, okay, because uh, just. Where I listen to Up and Down so much, I just associate that song with uh, Generations. And that is, uh, to me, it's just how I think of it. So mm-hmm. I, I, it, then when I heard it on Ballistic Boys, I was like, huh, I didn't know they had a version of the song, too. It's because it was when they were junior days they sung that song. <laughs> yeah. And that makes sense. So I can see that. But. Other than that, I, I think I've covered about everything I've been listening to. What have you been listening to, Ken? So I've been listening to a bunch of major random things here. So I was listening to a new vocalist. Her name is L Baby, and her EP Pretty is really good. Uh, I would highly recommend that to you, Luna. Sweet Trip is uh I've already track. listened to her. She was also on my list. I got her from Ayane. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> I was also listening to Syrup's latest single, Speed Agate. It's actually really, really good. I highly recommend listening to that as well. I was also listening to Growback's Teen, uh, Essential Pop. A- absolutely fantastic. It It's a lot of more, I guess, folk music, because it, it, it ranges that style of songs that you would hear at just like a pub on you know highway 55 or something like that and it brings that old timer feel but in japanese and i really really like it granted unfortunately because of the naming of this one person's group it's really difficult to find on any other things without ending up on an fbi watch list Also, my sister circle with their change my mind EP. I really like monologue out of all of that. It's really really good. It's the lead song off of that. Uh, who who am I? Is also really good. Haku with a uh, Chokokan way, absolutely fantastic. Uh, speaking of which, I was also listening to Ayane as well with her 2023 single. Fantastic, fantastic overall. I was also listening to Pascom Music Club's Depot Volume 1 EP. I really, really like it. It's more electronica, so it's kind of missing, scratching that itch for a little bit there. Uh, I was also listening to Butaji's Everywhere single. Absolutely fantastic. Space Shower Music has been doing wonders with alternative bands here, so I've been really liking that. Silent Sparkle with their... Uh, Kokoro wa Zoto Sonomama Day. Um, absolutely fantastic band that I think I really want to do a music corner on eventually. Also, In Your Night by Under the Swans. Fantastic. That EP is great. Night Trip, one of the lead songs off of that, is highly recommended if you guys want to listen to that. I was also listening to Shinda Sakana no Mi with Goodbye Yellow. Absolutely fantastic for just regular old pop music here, as pop rock anyway. I also was listening to Moondrop, Boku no Uta, Kimio, A and O. Moondrop is 
a band that I've been really, really liking as of lately. So, especially with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve that came out last year was really good, too. So, I was also listening to Atarayo's latest single with Nemui Renai Yoru o Kimi Ni. Absolutely fantastic. I highly recommend it for that. Uh, but another great band that I think you should listen to down the line, speaking of which, is the Baseball Bear Umini Naritai Part 3 single. If you guys don't remember, uh, if you remember who Baseball Bear is, yes, you like the singer or the bassist in this one particular band because she is the bassist that was in Linda, Linda, Linda. I know who they are in oh, general, but I love okay. them. And I said, the reason why she doesn't act is because she's in this band. <laughs> I was also listening to Cinema Staff with Daitai no Hi, the lead single by them. Also really good. Fa- Silent Phantom by Ghost Like Girlfriend. Been absolutely loving Ghost Like Girlfriend again, so really, really good. And obviously I was listening to Vichilla as well with The Good Girl. And I guess I have to go back and listen to their latest uh, speak up single as well but yeah just all new brand new things every so often here but with that as it is our second episode of the month that means we have a specific topic that we are going to try and bridge here and you know this talk kind of went on because of the fact that it was kind of featured on the kohaku with you mean and how she used a AI program to pretty much sing with her younger self. And we kind of slightly touched upon it during the Kohaku episode about this. But overall, you know, I wanted to kind of talk to you guys of how do you guys feel about the usage of AI being into the Japanese music industry? Let's kind of talk about a couple good points here. Gray, why don't you go first? Sure. Uh, and I mean, I will say it's really weird, like interesting how really fast like this AI phenomenon's kind of come on because, you know, I, uh, this this time last year, like nobody was really talking about this. So, you know, it, it's kind of sprung up on us rather quickly. Uh, but, you, you know, specifically AI for is, Japan, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but AI is a very powerful tool and it you know the way the human brain works and the way it operates you know when we go to create or do something you know most people like i would say like 95 percent of creators really pull from other stuff that they know so it's very rare that there's like a 100 unique original idea even even crazy things like star wars and stuff like that that was inspired by other things because like originally like George Lucas wanted to do Flash Gordon, but he couldn't do that. And so he kind of had to do his own thing. And so, the, you know, and that, that's just an example. But, you know, when humans create, even if, it, you know, it seems really original, sometimes it's really not. It, it's been, you know, there was an idea and they were like, oh, OK, I'm going to take this idea and kind of run with it. And I think AI is a very interesting tool because I think. I think AI will learn the same way the human brain does. It'll probably create art the same way. 
humans do. So if, you know, like, you know, it's just probably more efficient because, you know, computing speeds and powers are way more powerful than the human brain. But, you know, an AI are, you know, it's going to be able to be hooked up to the internet and, you know, it's going to be able to sample music throughout all of time and, and, you know, be able to come up with probably some pretty interesting compositions. Like you could hear, you know, like a combination of Bach and Ayumi Hamazaki or something like, like just like some really crazy stuff, but they, like, you know, the AI program would be able to, you know, de detect like rhythms and patterns in like classical music and modern music and stuff like that and kind of synthesize them to create something very interesting. Uh, and like I said, like the human brain could do that, but it, it take it a long time, but you know, a, an AI could do it in a matter of minutes. So uh, for it and to it, sync so fast comparatively. Yeah. I, well, and, and you know, the, the AI technology, it's, it's ever changing. It's ever growing. It's all, it's only going to get more powerful, right? Like it's never like the, like how it is today. It's going to be much more efficient, much more powerful and better at calculating and thinking in, you know, two, three years than it is now. So, you know, what it can, that, I would say two to three months from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm just giving a broad example. You're right. I, I, I do agree with you because, you know, it's just, like I said, it's, de it's developed so quickly. I mean, even in the, in the West, like, it just seems like it's come out of nowhere, but I know it's been kind of working on in the background for many years. It's just, you know, recently it's really come to the forefront, but it's like I said, that's really something that I could see, you know, a real positive with, uh, AI, uh, being used to create art. Cause I, I, I do think like, like I said, with the power of the internet and stuff like that, like you can really do to like, it'll have access to all the music ever made. That's on the internet. I'm certain there's like a song in some dude's garage somewhere that's not on the internet, but well, I, I mean, I think... not 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 even just the internet. Like for for like to kind of piggyback off of you here, the fact that the matter of the fact of the matter is that AI made music and lyrics could just instantly be made like that, not even and just paired to auto tune it so that it makes it sound good, not even so much taking power from the Internet. It can just process the fact that it could make a song like that just from having um, just look up lyrics or like look up things about, hey, make a song lyric about finding a dog <laughs> and then make up a composition about that and it could instantly do that it's such a very interesting tool not even just the online component of you taking samples of just any anything to make it sound good but the fact that it can instantly process it within five minutes is absolutely fantastic and something that you know, for people who might have difficulty getting their way into the music industry, this could be a way to help that. Yeah. And, and you know, just a again, an example that I thought of that that really demonstrates the power of AI. And, and this, is, this is something I've only heard about a little bit of. I, I, you know, I don't know if everyone knows about this, but there is an 
AI program on Twitch that has been able to recreate like Jerry Seinfeld episodes, but what it's, it's not recreating something. It's writing basically like new episodes. It's animated. It's voiced. It's acted. Mm, It's all AI. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I thought you were going to mention the other part of what, AI has been doing, and I was like, Ooh, we're not going to cross that part. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I had no plans to bring that up. <laughs> Unless somebody else did, then, then you know, they can. But no, th- this is... No, I was, I was going to use it, because it's crazy that, you know, there's a whole animated, you know, TV... Like, it's on Twitch. I, I'm sure a lot of people... I mean, it... it Looking at that, I feel like AI does have those positives of what it can create, especially who would, who would have thought, like you said, Gray, that there would be an animated Seinfeld series with new episodes. I mean, with how long ago Seinfeld ended ago, you know, and you think about some of that is very outdated. Like some episodes I've rewatched, I'm like, oh man, it's so outdated, but I love the nostalgia. But thinking of an AI being able to bring that back and make new episodes and base it off stuff going on today is just remarkable. And thinking of how that would be used music wise for let's, let's say artists do agree to it and then they pass years later and AI can create, take some of that old music, put it back out there for maybe new fans who just discovered this artist who won't get to see them so I feel like it, it does have those positives there, holding a hologram concert with the AI, especially for artists that aren't with us any longer, would be, I think for some people, a dream come true, seeing an artist live that you never would have thought, even if it is a hologram and an AI, just seeing that, or even if new music was created from an artist that is no longer with us seeing an AI create that, that could make so many people's dreams come true and just make them really happy because who would think that? Yeah, no, Luna, you make a great point. And real quick, uh, the, the sitcom I was referring to is called Nothing Forever and it's on Twitch. So if you are interested in that, you can definitely check that out and new episodes come on every Sunday. But I was just wanting to use that as an example uh, for, you know, the, like just the sheer power of AI and, and Luna's right. You know, there's artists who, you, you know, they, they died before I was born and, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing them live in concert, but, you know, because of just the sheer fact of when I was born and how old I am and where I am in my life, like that I'll never be afforded that opportunity and it could be used as a way to, you know, really, you know, give someone that opportunity to, you know, go see a, a long deceased artist. You know, Elvis is, is the first example that came to my mind. But, you, you know, that's a very popular, very multi generational artist because, you know, not just. A lot of people aren't, you know, just Elvis fans. You know, their their kids are, you know, they'll get their kids into Elvis and stuff like that. And so the legacy kind of carries on. And what are you talking about? Elvis didn't die. He performs at Hawaii every week. 
He also performs in Vegas every other week. I thought he just went home. Okay. <laughs> you're you're no, right. But okay. I like I like I do agree with you guys here. Like seeing with concerts that obviously people that are either before or time, which is the point of why probably Union did what she did. Obviously, she wants to be able to sing with her younger self. That is a good point there. But the fact that you know if she does pass, there is a chance to see you mean when she was at her heyday and that is something that's just absolutely fantastic to see so for someone that you know we didn't grow up with but someone who's such a pillar in the music industry that anyone could probably see a concert from her right then and there that's absolutely fantastic and this is not like just a youtube thing to be able to sit down and watch a live performance of her would be fantastic I agree. I, I think it's it I feel like it could change the, the industry and also get get people excited. It could really get I guess you could say guest in the seats, especially if they did something like that with Elvis. You see how well that new Elvis movie did at the box office. Imagine if they did that, a hologram and an AI through him, how many people would go see that? And also another person, Tupac. I mean, if they actually did a concert with him as a hologram and an AI, I guarantee that would sell out. Given everything that happened, his popularity, you know, one for me would be Aaliyah. And that's just thinking of the U.S. industry. And but like Japanese industry, there's so there are artists that came before my time that are no longer with us i mean i listened to zard but i never got to see anything by her live and i love her music but i, I discovered I mean, her too that late that would be the that would be the first person i would think in modern time for us would be someone that we never got to see in our heyday who is a pillar in the japanese music industry for pop yep which is hard and like yep. anyone our gener our age in japan knows who zard is mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's who first came to my mind. And I remember when I discovered Zard's music and then, you know, that really hurt knowing I wish if I was born earlier, could have discovered this artist sooner, that type of thing. So, I mean, if they did that, all people are, I could, like you said, Ken, people our age in Japan would be so excited to see that because, uh, you know, we grew up with that, some of that music or discovered it too late and that would be a great example of a pillar that we didn't get to see. Yeah, man, I, I know I'm, I'm the newcomer uh, to J-pop, so you know that I, I don't have that that history. But uh, you know, I've heard uh, Ken and Luna talk about Zard um, with a lot of praise, and it, it would be cool to you know go see you know someone of that magnitude in, in concert. But you know, sadly, you know, like I said, she's not with us anymore. Hmm. But, you know, with that, let's kind of flip it to the other side here and talk about a little bit about the negative sides of this being in the Japanese music industry or just in the music industry at all. Let's start with you, Luna. So for me, I see the downside is a lot of legal issues, the legalities. I feel like with movies, they already got that down, how the states work, especially Hollywood but in the music industry, I feel there are so many legal issues. Who owns the rights? Is 
Especially it's, if that person it's not, passes. It's not even just the music industry. It's specifically the Japanese music industry because I don't think there are many estates made already in place for certain artists. There might be one or two, but that's rare comparatively overall. And and yes, not to mention, I feel how the Japanese music industry is set up is a lot different than other music industries are set up. And and I'll say this just in general, not just the Japanese music industry. I feel like in a lot of Southeast Asia, some of them have similarities in how their industry is. So like you said, Ken, they don't have those estates set up. And I feel like a lot of it relies on those, the actual record label or the company as well and i feel like there's a lot of legal aspects that i just wonder how does that work especially if someone passes how do you i'm sure an artist would sign a contract or something saying i give you permission to use me even after my passing but still you wonder how you know what without the states how do you do the monetary rights how do you do this i feel like there's a lot of unknowns with that and a lot of other kinks that they're going to have to straighten out as they go and this starts to take off and be more prominent yeah there's man there's so much you know there there's you know there's a lot of legal things that you can talk about uh, how I, I'm curious, like how moral you know it is to take someone's likeness after they've died, uh, you know, especially if it's against their wishes. But if the record company, you know, if they don't have anything like a clause written in their contracts or anything like that that they can't that their likeness can be used uh, posthumously, then you, you know, there's nothing really stopping these record companies from being like, oh, you know, it's really sad that. You know, so-and-so has passed on, but you can look forward to uh, her works living on in, in perpetuity. And, you know, the record company is still going to, you know, make a lot of money off of them, I, I, you know, I would imagine. And, you know, even if it's, you know, even if, you know, you're they're like recreating like the likeness of, you know, Czar is, is a case point. You know the record label is probably going to get all of that money. None, none of that money, like you guys said earlier, would probably go to their estate or their their family or anything like that. Uh, I don't and, even and, like what if they don't even have an estate. It probably wouldn't yeah. go to their loved ones. No, it would. It would probably just. You know, it would just be the whoever rec- made like the, software, the record labels. Whoever whoever created the software and the record labels. Yep. Like that, that would that would be it. Those are the only two yeah. people that would be profiting. And even uh, and I, it's kind of and even now, on, a lot of artists make all their money on the concert goods that they sell mm-hmm. than actual the music itself. Most of the money they make off their music goes straight to the labels. They don't make their money off that. They make it off all the merchandise. So, you know, thinking of it that way as well. If, if they are and become like an AI hologram later on after they're passing in that, they're more than likely not, even if they're still alive when they did this, how much are they really going to gain from it? I think it's more of some artist would like to, like human did, wanted to sing with a younger self because it, it's very iconic just to see that shining light. But you also think about, you know, after you're gone, 
you can't make these decisions of what they can and can't do, the legalities. Also, you know, all that, that legally that money is going to go to the label. But on top of that, they can change a lot of perspectives given if you sign over some rights, they could change appearances, they could change music, they could change the whole perspective of an artist. I don't think most would do that. No one would want to ruin someone's image. But you think about there are a lot of aspects they could change. I mean, you're right, Luna, but, you know, with the power of the internet and stuff like that, you know, something to consider is, like, how would the record label, you know, kind of maintain that? Because, like, you would, you can have, like, your programmer, like, create the AI, but you can have somebody else duplicate it, and, and you know, I guess then you could copyright and, and strike it and stuff, but, you know, once it's on the internet, like, it's forever. So that's something else to really think about. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's such a... The legal side of it is obviously the main part of it, but the the also the thing of ownership is also a main part of it here too as well because then also let's just say, like I just made an example here, if you were trying to break into the business and you made a, a AI-styled song and released it out into the world and made money off of it are you considered an artist at that point what what does that consider to you yeah that, that, that's that's kind of been my thought too you, you know would yeah and i mean i guess if you or are you at, just like, the are you just the button pusher for it <laughs> maybe i i mean I guess like the closest way, the the closest analogous that I could think of is kind of like, you know, like video games as art is always a, a conversation in the video games community. And, yeah, but you there's, know, unless there's like, a, I mean, there was that one example of the AI thing that was going on a little while ago, but there hasn't been a game that is fully AI'd out in the public to much a fanfare. Oh no, yeah, no, you're right about that. But what what I'm seeing is, uh, if 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 you consider video game an art, would you consider like video game programmers artists? If that makes any yes. sense. Then then I I think then yeah, like so like if you create this AI bot that you know that no, but you're not creates... the bot. But you're not the person that made the bot. You're the person that just threw in a bunch of words saying, make a song about a dog that found his way home. Uh, yeah, okay, I see the point you're making. I would still say because you had that idea, that genesis of the idea, I still think you would count as the artist. As horrifying as that may or may not sound. I still think you would you would be the art because even though the AI bot is creating it, it's using your idea to do that. But then, so. what's what's the difference of making a, a digital brush or a programmer off of that? The, I mean, it's a little bit diff. I think it's a little bit different comparatively when you're talking about a video game designer comparatively to what we're talking about. Yeah, you're right. I was I was trying to 
sim like make a similarly metaphor thing, but I think I grabbed the wrong example, so that that's on me. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's so tricky, uh, and I mean the the it's line like, is it's so like, blurred. It's like me pushing a button saying, "Hey, you know, I want to make a, a randomly generated world," and I publish that world. That that's what that is, and I that's what I think. The this if the similar lies of game design there is I'm gonna make a randomly generated world, and off of that program, that's the base of my game, and I make and I sell it as is without it. You know, not like uh, like how a roguelike is where it constantly is randomly generated. Where it's just one level that is just randomly generated, and I just sell the game like that. That's what that basic paraline there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, like, whatever's created. I mean, there's there would also need to be a market and, and stuff. Like, I guess, like you could create a song uh, using AI, and you know, I don't, like there may not be a market for it. I don't know if that would still be considered. Well, part the of thing that is, point. you might not even know it is because how eerily, eerily sounding these vocals end up being. Because case in point, it just takes how AI takes it. It takes vocals from everything, so it could just be an amalgamation of vocalists. That we wouldn't even know, and it just sounds like a new quote unquote new vocalist. One of the things here that I I have to bring up is a while ago, I want to say about ten years or so ago, eight or ten years ago. Or so, AKB48 had a girl. This girl was a AI generated girl made up of Frankishly steined parts of all the best girls of AKB48 at that time where it had like Oshima Yuko's eyes Achan's nose or some some weird things like that and what they did with the vocals is they had every single girl who is their heavy hitters sing and it auto-tuned the voice into that. And they made a actual AKB48 member off of that thing. And it was such a very interesting process at that time. But also a very scary process as well. Because the literally you're taking Frankenstein parts of all the girls from your from this from this thing and literally just making bank off of the fact that this girl this girl i'm using quotes here is living <laughs> yeah no that that sounds horrifying uh, if i'm gonna be honest like uh that sounds really un obviously it's unnatural but it, it sounds I, I don't know that that's it's very weird. frightening and weird yeah it's very weird what was the fan reception to the super AKB48. So the girl's Remember. name was Eguchi Ami, and it was the first CGI because the you know AI, AI and CGI is the one and the same for for them. And 
the thing is, is she is like a robot. <laughs> I'm using a lot of quotes here. It's it's the her facial design was featured off of six AKB forty eight members, and you know she had like Achan's eyes, Tomochin's nose, and all, all all that stuff, and it's so weird <laughs> it's so weird I, I can i can i can pull up the thing right here it's on it's it, it sounds weird honestly i wish you hadn't posted that no but oh, would yeah. you have known would you have known no. you could have just been yeah there's some weird looking girl <laughs> yeah, look. it's a weird looking girl but she looks real yeah, you wouldn't know <laughs> Unless I was telling you this person is fake, you wouldn't freaking know. It's just so weird that this ended up ended up happening. And, you know, there's just legalities of just why the hell this thing existed. Granted, it was... It, it, it even graduated. <laughs> so... As they all do. Yeah, as they all do. And it's just... they It even appeared in commercials and even appeared in magazines. That's the weirdest thing. And they had a performer for her as well to do all of her parts when she was performing. I'm using air quotes for all of this. <laughs> so... Yeah, no, it's just the fact that it already kind of happened and no one really, everyone thought it was weird at the time, but no one really batted an eye about it then. But now the fact that it's becoming a much more bigger thing now, lately, it's just... It's just how do you... You can't really connect to it an artist like that <laughs> yeah it's and, and that's that kind of brings me to one of the negatives I, like i thought of for uh ai generated music was you, you know you talk about the connection and the like the connection that audience members usually has with their with a artists or band or you know group or whatever uh you know one of the things you know that we you know because we critique music and you know we're a music show one of the things that i've noticed many many times is the when is passion really bleeds into music a lot of the time you can hear mm. how passionate the vocalists are how much fun they're having uh, mm. Like there's a lot of, for lack of a better word, there's a lot of soul behind what they're singing, mm. and even though AI can simulate human speech, they can simulate human singing and stuff like that. Mm. Like I'm really wondering how much is going to be lost in translation. No, uh, well, not not only that, but the scary thing about that is, Gray, what if you can't tell? That would be horrifying. Uh, that would be really horrifying what if, what if ai gets so good that you can tell unless you're looking at it 
hearing it in a live setting and even in a live setting what happens if you do see people quote-unquote playing and singing but it's not them what if there is an artist that does that that's just the weirdest part of it and even having that connection like you were saying earlier not even the soul part but what if it gets so good that you can't tell i i mean it's a, it's a big what if uh, no, no doubt about it it's really you know i, I don't have an answer to that what if i, yeah. I really don't yeah, it, yeah. It's, no because you look at i i know you're not looking at it but see look at ai art ai art now you can't tell sometimes you really can't tell that oh, okay there's just a person with a highly exaggerated imagination or it could just be an ai bot making these things i'm not a an artist artist i am not an art critiquer and we aren't a hundred percent a music critiquer. We we review music obviously, but we're not. I wouldn't say we're a hundred percent obvious of a critic of music, but it's it might be hard to tell, to be honest, unless we were specifically flat out told this is an AI artist or this was made using an AI lyric or a bot yeah i agree there's a line you're not going to be able to tell what's an ai and and what isn't because if you wouldn't have told me and i looked at the aguchi aimi i wouldn't have known and how many others could be the same way is creating this i mean yeah you might not always hear all the passion like you do in some and some music, but there's also some music now that you might still, you know, it might be a regular artist. You don't, like Grace said, you know, you sometimes with AI, you could probably, you're not going to hear as much passion as you would if it was an actual artist. But that might not be the case because with some artists who do currently use autotune, if they did not AI of them, I guarantee you probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference. And I know with autotune being so popular right now, and it's been, you know, for the for a while, that there are ones you wouldn't be able to tell along those lines. I mean, yeah, there's still passion there, especially you see that in live performances, but on studio on like recordings that you hear in CDs and digital, I feel like sometimes you don't always hear that, depending on the type of track. So there is that line of there's a good chance you might not be able to tell it's an AI unless someone flat out tells you. Uh, And I mean, it's definitely a possibility, you know, like like we were saying, you know, the power of these uh, AI, like the power of AI, it's just, it's just growing by the day. I mean, it's probably a good chance. Like what we're talking about, is going to be real at some point. Uh, And I, you know, I I have no idea at that point. Uh, Cause you, you know, is it, you know, I would imagine it's still art, but you know, like it, it'd be. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, art, art is in the eye of the beholder, just like beauty but, is. Like it's. But the thing is, are you an artist if you sell it? Uh, 
Maybe. I, I think like I'm there's there's plenty of artists that you know sell their work to get by, so I, I would imagine yeah. But it's not the usage. Then it like like it's just a weird blur because then technically who's the artist? You pushing the button or the AI software? I I would still say you are because the genesis of the idea has to come from you. Hmm. Mm. Even though you you did little to no work, you still had the original idea. Mm. Like I don't know if AI is sophisticated enough to come up with its own concepts yet. Yeah, which mm. could happen. But <laughs> and then when that happens, you know, I, you know, everything's off the table at that point. But uh, until until AI is able to kind of come up with its own ideas and concepts, like it'll still need like that human behind it. So you would still, in my mind, because it was your idea, you own it. This is my understanding well, of how copyright works. This, the only thing that I have a problem is because of the fact that AI is taking stuff uh, online and stuff like that as well. What stops it from plagiarizing? Um, short of co- like coding it so that it can't, there's nothing stopping it from plagiarizing yes, I, I, because the... this just happened two days ago <laughs> copyright is just happening all the time so it's just it's how when it was just taking art from other places so uh, yeah because I, I mean it's it's very possible and you know at that point you know, it's it's on the copyright holder to you know be like, hey, you know, you can't, you know, you, you got you got to look out for yourself. But uh, how 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 would you be able to do that if possibly the person's all the way across the world? I, I mean, we're talking about a lot of what ifs, but it's a thing that is going to be a problem. I can like, see that what if that as well, like global copyright, because each each country has its own copyright law. And hmm. what's to stop someone in the U.S. from taking something from another country, vice versa? You know, the AI from taking something. I feel or like, like taking or taking the AI vocals off of. Let's let's just say, hey, you know, I'm going to make a Japanese song, a Japanese song, a female Japanese song. It takes AI stuff. What if it's it took immediately off of Bayou? Yeah, I mean, and what can they do? Japan has their own copyright laws, but it's not going to be enforced, you know, over here. And then it's like, how far are they going to go to go after it? What, you know, what, especially the cost legal wise, too. So you kind of wonder if an AI starts taking things, the legal repercussions and how far will someone go to fight it? Because it's it's could be a losing battle, especially if it's based in a different country. And then think about what if it's an AI located in Russia, and it's taking like I use vocals, Rihanna's image, from here, you know, putting that together, it, it you know as an AI type thing, and you just kind of like what can you do? What can you know these artists who might still be you know who are still alive do? I feel like it's a, it does become a, diff, uh, a, a very big discussion point. Yeah, and you know, this is 
turning into a topic that is a little bit too big for our britches here from just talking about what what good and what good and bad could do for it being in the japanese music industry but it is a start to have that talk because it is a very real problem or thing that is going to probably make its way in sooner or later I, I agree. I think we've already, with humans' performance at the Kohaku, we've already seen that, and, you know, that AI is coming about. And we, you know, we've seen it coming for a while that it's starting to show. I just see in the next couple years, as time goes by, we're going to see a lot more of it, especially with technology, technology constantly changing and developing. Yeah, no, this is, like, like my co hosts have said, like, this is something that, as as time goes on it's only going to get worse uh, and it's going to get more pervasive so uh, it's definitely something that you know needs to be talked about there it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had uh and at the speed in which you know ai is advancing you know i, I you know I, this might have been a conversation that we needed a long time ago and we might be a little too late to too so you never so but it's better to start late than never, I guess. So, yeah. But yeah, you know, I want to kind of hear your guys' as listeners, your guys' thoughts of what do you think about how AI could help or hinder the, the music industry here in Japan. And it'd be something to kind of hear your guys' thoughts. Kind of give us a, a tweet at Ongakuryu or email us at ongakuryu at gmail.com about this because we would love to hear your guys's thoughts about this overall and it's just such a, a interesting topic to kind of go through and unfortunately we don't have all the time in the world to be able to talk about this and to have an ai expert here on the show to be able to talk about it. i think this is a good stop mark to be like yes and good introduction to it but we kind of want to hear more about this from you guys hopefully if you guys want to talk about it or hear this kind of topic more so we'll be open to discussion if you want to call us stupid about it hey <laughs> call us stupid yeah i mean we're just i i would just say you know we're just three people trying to do our best and and so you know if you know if you know more than than we do by all means you know enlighten us you know we're just trying to get a handle on the situation ourselves yeah, it'd be great to hear everyone's thoughts on this because we are no experts by any means. And man, I'd have to get out some of my business and my copyright law books and some of my legal books to even begin understanding that part of it. But if anyone has any information that they'd love to share or some opinions on it, we'd love to hear from you. But yeah, I want to say thank you for listening to this wonderful episode of Ungathen to You. If you guys paid attention next month will be our the monthly checkup with the oricon it'll be for the week or for the month of february so be on the lookout for that but yeah honestly thank you so much for listening to this episode of ungakuryu you can follow us on all social media platforms on twitter and instagram at ungakuryu you can follow our affiliates Kuryu hunter who is a retro streamer you can follow him at twitch.tv slash 
Kyori Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our affiliate, TimberTaff, who is a retro streamer in and of himself. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, who is making a lot of good meals as of late, I've, from, from what I've heard. But you can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out Fangirl Has No Name, who is our resident schmuck artist here. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl Has No Name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast where me, Fangirl, Timber, and Kyo talk about the gaming industry called Podosaurus. This past episode, we talked about a bunch of things, such as my lovely latest vacation trip and wonderful things about fire emblem engage and if you want to hear more about that listen to podosaurus same as his twitch handle on all podcast streaming services you can follow me on twitter at otycam1 at where i talk about bang dream i know about roboco herobo and joshi pro wrestling where can we find you gray you can find me on Twitter at OngakuGray where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. If you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. And you, Luna? You can follow me on all the social medias, such as the Twitter, my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu, Letterboxd, and Serialized, where I am LunaMaria87. Or you can find me on Instagram as NerdyCollectorLuna, where I talk about what I'm watching, what I'm listing, what I've picked up recently, and photos of my cats. So you can follow me there. But yeah, I want to say thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Ungeki Do I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to tonight's episode. We hope you enjoyed our topic. Jamatane! And this is great. Think again. Thank you again so much for tuning in to this fun and interesting conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did, and we will be right back here next time. Bye bye.